from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Paul Ihander here, Graham Hill on the other side of the glass, taking you home on this Monday afternoon, the holiday, not holiday for many of you. Thanks for making us a part of your day. You know you got a lot of choices, a lot of things to do as you hop in and out of your cars. You take care of a lot of last-minute things. But as you do that, let's get you all caught up on what's been going on. Can't say I'm crazy about this, Graham, but the partnership between the NFL and Netflix is getting bigger. Apparently, Netflix is going to pay about $50 million for a Jerry Jones, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, Netflix docuseries. Give me a break. Uh, It's a 10-episode show that will focus on the glory days of the 90s of the Dallas Cowboys. So the Dallas Cowboys can't do anything relatively impressive in the past decade, so they got to make a docuseries about their owner. Netflix is is basically basically what I'm hearing. Netflix is digging into sports very clearly, right? Yeah. The Last Dance obviously is what kicked things off with, or Last Dance now on Netflix. Yep, they have the F1 series. They've had uh, they they're doing the NFL quarterback series that's coming up. They've got uh, I'd even go back to the Queen's Gambit about chess. I didn't. You know I mean, they're leaning in. I'd even say their last chance to use documentaries. Those were some of my favorite sports documentaries that ever come out, and they're all on Netflix. By the way, if you haven't watched any of the last chance to use stuff, and you're a sports fan, you need to. So Netflix going all in on a Jerry Jones docudrama that hopefully will be a little bit less winning time and a little bit more kind of NFL filmsy, so to speak. Yeah. But again, about the 90s. So you're basically talking about an ESPN 30 for 30 pseudo kind of thing with some retrospect and a look back. But 50 million bucks to get Jerry Jones on the horn to to talk about sports and whatnot again he might be the most recognizable owner in the nfl he is don't get me wrong i mean outside of stan Kroenke, stan Kroenke, the owner of the see there you go like i just went stan Kroenke, like huh owner of the rams guy who moved the rams okay yeah that guy i mean look i'm interested to see how it works out i hope it's more of the to me i want to be more the business side of owning an nfl team right and I'm sure we'll get bits and pieces of the Cowboys, terrific moments and triumphs during the 90s. But I just don't want it to be solely, you know, I'm Jerry Jones and I'm the Dallas Cowboys and I believe in Dak Prescott and my players and I well, like talking just, to the media. The, the only thing is they probably couldn't do the uh, the uh, New England Patriots, you know, behind the scenes with Robert Kraft. That would involve some closed circuit TV. Yeah. Uh, kids, you can you can Google some, that. You yeah, can, some, you can some Google stuff that, that we can't really can, mention on air. Y'all can Google that one. All right, moving on. One of the four, all of the four, or half of the four. All right, so if you are into uh, exhibition contests, then you will love this next one as the home run derby field is beginning to take shape. Today, Adley Rutschman of the Baltimore Orioles, just up the street, says he will compete in next Monday's home run derby. He's only... He would become the third Orioles player to win the event if he hits more dingers than the rest of the field. Um, but he gets to go back home because he's from Portland, Oregon, so T-Mobile Stadium or whatever they call it up in Seattle is you know about three hours' drive away. Yeah. So his whole family could go. It'd be kind of fun. Uh, also, Randy Rosarena, the Tampa Bay uh, 
Devil Rays, or Rays. Seattle's Julio Rodriguez, who couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat these days because he's batting like 210. Uh, Toronto's Vlad Guerrero Jr., Pete Alonso, of course, because what's a home run derby without Pete Alonso? And Mookie Betts of the Los Angeles Dodgers. I just can't believe that it's time for almost the the home run derby, the MLB All Star Game again. It's a week away. You can listen to those games, uh, listen to the home run derby and the All Star Game right here on ninety nine nine The Fan. Favorite home run derby? I don't have a favorite home run derby. I I, I couldn't even tell you. I don't have one either. I was just trying to make a conversation. <laughs> you couldn't even tell you. Uh, My the, favorite the memory. One that one guy hit that one ball over that one fence. That that guy, pool holes was involved or something Pujols. probably. Oh jeez, pool holes. That was like that was like the that was like the it was interesting, but he didn't win. So that's what made it kind of that's what made it kind of weird. That you know, he was he was like the the veteran pick or whatever it was. Yeah. They let him hit because it's pool holes, right? Yeah. And again, he was on my. You want to have your veteran presence in there? Brings in Raidens. He was on my Dodgers team. Love Albert Pujols. Like totally dig it. Uh, but it was one of those kind of like okay, but he yeah, has a memory, a memorable. Hall, uh, the one that Otani didn't win, I guess. Because really, what do you watch? I mean, I watch baseball for Shohei Otani, and I'm not an Angels guy. I'm a Dodgers guy. So that's on the other side of Southern California, literally. I'm always interested in the prop bets you can get during a home run derby. The home run derby is convoluted now. Like, I get timeouts. You get to call timeouts. You get, I mean, you get like money balls. There's like. Uh, this is a wee baseball. Right, and I just love, the, it, dude. I love wee baseball. Oh, I love you it just too. Just go wee baseball, dude. Love wee baseball. My son kills me at that thing, though. He knows how to throw all the off-speed junk. I swing it. <laughs> ev- I, sw- I swing at everything. He throws heat. Yeah, I swing at everything. All right. One, two, three. Summer leagues are starting up for the NBA. Victor Wembanyama not going to start tonight. Uh, he will start when they go to Las Vegas for the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, but the Hornets are playing tonight. They're actually playing those Spurs tonight in Sacramento. I uh, forgot a couple of local names as we talked about Summer League early in the program. Uh, uh, Tejon Jones from UNC Asheville is on the Summer League roster for Charlotte. Go Bulldogs. Uh, also, uh, Jalen Sims of UNC Wilmington. Go Seahawks. Is on the Summer League for the Charlotte Hornets, as well as Leaky Black. So you North, say it? So North Carolina. You're not going to say it? There's no leaks in this house. Okay. Wasn't sure if you were to, you know, throw some. What about there. favorite commercials? So three, three uh, locals on that Hornets roster. Also for uh, the uh, Lakers are playing out there as well, and the uh, Miami Heat are also shipping out there. Uh, Javon Franklin from Georgia Tech sp- saw him do well in the ACC basketball tournament. He's uh, on that uh, on that Miami Heat summer league roster. Also summer league in Salt Lake City as well. So a chance for the undrafted and the drafted and bring us your unwashed masses to make uh, professional basketball teams here as Summer League gets going underway. NBA literally just finished two weeks ago. Yeah, something like that. And now we're off and running with Summer League. Just to tie this all back into the local team up the road in Charlotte, I kind of dig what the Hornets are doing here with the local the local guys in their team. And then you have the local talent and minority, minority owner Jay Cole. Now, is this kind of a rebrand of the Hornets? Can we get Dennis Smith Jr. back? Is that is that what's next? <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Uh, Jake LaRavia of Wake and Matthew Hurd of Duke are going to be on the Grizzlies roster. Um, and a handful of other locals starting tonight, too. I'm just rolling through the list. Oh, ter- there's Turquavion. Turquavion Smith for State. Uh, he's on the 76ers Summer League. And these are the ones that are just starting tonight. Everyone else will end up in Las Vegas. So these are just the guys. That are, and uh, Kihei Clark. 
of Virginia. Okay. Uh, is on the uh, summer league roster for the Utah Jazz. So, oh, Vernon Carey Jr. Yeah, also on the Utah Jazz uh, summer league. Go ACC. So yeah, lots of lots of reps as the summer leagues get underway. And I don't even care who number two is. So in professional wrestling, as we use that little bit, uh, professional wrestling, they call it the long-term storytelling. Apparently, Messi, as uh, he is coming to MLS very soon, the owner of Inter-Miami says it took him three years to get Messi to join MLS. Now, first of all, in other leagues, they call this tampering. But Ooh. apparently in soccer, dude, you're in a contract? Yeah, sure, but you're under contract in Spain or Italy or France, not here in the United States. Apparently he had been talking to uh, Jorge Mas, had been talking to Messi's dad, who also happens to be his agent, saying, hey, you know, could use you over here. I know I can pay you, and we might give you like ownership in the league, and you can come over here. Started three years ago. But if they don't have this Apple contract, and I guess David Beckham was chatting with him at the same time, like if they don't have some of this stuff going, Messi is not playing in the States. Like, and in his prime, too. Like, Messi can still go. Like, yeah. He can still go. This One of the is best not to like ever a, do it. Yeah, this is not a 45-year-old Messi. He sold a ton of tickets already. But this is, he, he's going to be here for three, maybe four seasons. But they've been, I mean, that's, first of all, well done. Being able to get a guy in his prime, if you had indeed started this three years ago, but also... Like, to the Major League Soccer Club right. of all places. This feels like the last time I can remember a big-time player like Messi playing in the Major League Soccer Club was David Beckham. Yeah, am Beckham... I, am dude, I wrong Be- to say that? No, no, you're right. Beckham Beckham was 16 years ago when he came over. Wow, I can't like, remember my memory still serves that You well. can, like, the LA Galaxy, when he signed with the Galaxy... Are you all going to learn something here real quick? When he signed with the Galaxy, like... All of a sudden, like MLS became a real thing. They were like, nobody, you, you didn't know who anybody else was. Like Clint Dempsey, like and that's another they, one. Yeah. And they'll own it. They they will own this. Like Landon Donovan, they'll own this. So like nobody knew who we were. Yeah. Like Tim Howard, like as a goalie was playing Premier League at the time. But you're just talking about guys from the national team, and that was it. And then Beckham shows up, and in year two they win the championship. You're like, oh my goodness, like this is a legitimate thing. Messi's going to have a little bit more time to do it, but Messi's a special player. I mean, they could win the championship in his first in his first year. Quick note, just look at Inter-Miami's schedule. They are playing Charlotte FC. Is this in Charlotte? I always get confused. It's in Charlotte. It's, yeah. late. it's late in the year. They're the coming August 20th to play in the Queen City. So, all you soccer fans out there, grab your popcorn. Yeah, the tickets are high price. They're, or tune in right here on 999 The Fan. As it's the summer of soccer, as you've heard in our promos. Soccer. Summer of soccer. All right. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Rolling on up. The Canes have a brand new acquisition. A bunch of new acquisitions. We should probably introduce them here, Graham, right? Let's introduce our first guy who actually introduced himself 
to the media today suggesting that he already knows a bunch of dudes in the Canes locker room. This would be the new three-year signing of Michael Bunting. What a nice, nice name. Oh, we roll, we're rolling yeah, the soundbite. Yeah, okay. yeah, let's All play right. the soundbite here. Going into Toronto um, was kind of my first taste of the NHL, and um, I just kind of had the attitude attitude that, you know, I belonged, and I, I uh, had something to prove. So I just kind of kept building off that momentum the more comfortable I got with my game and the more confidence I got to play in this league. So um, I'm very confident in my game going forward here. I, I have more experience in the NHL, and and I'm, I'm looking forward to keeping that momentum going down in Raleigh. Now, Bunting was successful for a couple of things. We talked to Walt Ruff earlier uh, today. He played on the line that involved Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. Now, Graham, as a as a as a hockey player, let's assume you're a hockey player of, of any sort of caliber. Okay? Oh Lord, myself. If you were on the line of Austin Matthews and, and Mitch Marner, you would have the success that Michael Bunting had in that lineup you would have no choice but to like because your game would have to step up so hardcore and I don't know Canes fans if you remember for those of you who get to games early the last time Toronto was in town the two guys that literally play soft toss with each other just to make a baseball reference Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner they stay at the end of the shoot around like they're the last ones off the ice there's no face wash of ice there's no you know, yucking it up. There's no knuckleballs from Chatfield kind of thing. All they do is pass the puck back and forth to each other and shoot goals. They're the last two off the ice. Kind of reminds you of a Slavin, and who is it that always stays out on the ice with Slavin? It's Chatfield. Yeah. Chatfield's always out there. Reminds you of that. Yeah. These guys stay out there at the end and just play past the puck and just bury the biscuit constantly. And that's all they do. So if I'm Michael Bunting and I'm not on that line, and I didn't step up my game, I would get run off that line very quickly. Like, you would have no choice to be that successful. So he's going to have a a number of things to prove here in Carolina to prove that he's a top forward, a top six guy. You don't want to be a middle line guy getting paid that kind of of cheddar. I don't think you can afford to be that guy. So with with great power, great... Uh, comes great responsibility, right? Okay, like, Uncle Ben. I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, you signed for four and a half million dollars for three years, and beloved in the lot, you know, people like him in the locker room. Yeah, he's an, he's a, he's an antagonist with the puck. He's aggressive. He moves forward, pushes forward. Um, he needs to. He, he's going. It, it's, it might be unfair. It might be unfair. But he's going to have to prove something early. He can't do an O for stretch on this team coming in here. It's not about patience or time. He's going to have to score to make believers out of a number of people. We are no longer an organization fighting to get to the playoffs. We are it's a standard to be in the playoffs. Five consecutive playoff runs, hopefully coming up from six, hopefully three Metropolitan Division championships. If you're coming to Carolina now, like Don Waddell also said that they no longer have to reach for players or overpay players. Players want to come here. And I love a player that has something to prove when he comes to Carolina. I think it was Shane Gossespierre this past year when he came into the playoffs. Gossespierre got himself a, uh, a, a, decent, uh, a decent pay increase by leaving. So there are three players that are leaving. We'll get to that in a moment. So Bunting, though, apparently is very familiar with the locker room here in Carolina. 
came down to Carolina a few times the last couple of years. And obviously it's, it's a beautiful area. It's uh, it's a hockey town. Um, I always found it, it was really hard to play in, in that rink as a, as a visiting team. It was just so loud. The, the, um, the hurricanes built off their momentum just from the fans. So I'm, I'm really, really excited being on the opposite side. And obviously I know Rance, I spent some time in Arizona with him. And he's a great guy. I'm looking forward to reconnecting there. And, um, um, I know Freddie a little bit just through um, being friends with Austin and, and obviously him and Austin are, are friends and, and, um, and yeah, so I'm, I'm looking forward to getting down there. And obviously I've played with an ex, uh, a teammate of, of D'Angelo as well. So I've talked to him a little bit about what it's like and whatnot. So um, he, he's, he's only said good things about Carolina. Only good thing. Bunting's going to wear 58, by the way, they announced that earlier this afternoon. Um, I'm going to have to go to the Google real quick and see who was the last Carolina Hurricane to wear the number 58. 58. Go ahead and go to that. Um, Bunting, you know, knows guys, is known around the league, has, again, will have something to prove. By the way, the door is always open for you, Michael. If you want to come through, sit down, sit next to us, have an open conversation about your time in Toronto, talk about your relationship with uh, Auntie Ranta, uh, Rance as he calls him. Did Walt Ruff put in a shameless plug to get you to Carolina since you guys already have ties with each other? Right. I mean, did he? I mean, I don't know. But, you know, but he also talked about it, and you just heard it. He talked about Tony D'Angelo, who apparently there is a gentleman's agreement to bring D'Angelo in from Philadelphia, but they have to wait the full year since he was traded within the past year. So they have to wait until July 9th at the earliest. So think about a deal getting done for Tony D at the end of next week, and that will create kind of a logjam at defense, which is a good problem to have but you're paying an awful lot for defense when really the fan base has been clamoring for snipers. I mean, snipey McSnipers, yeah. essentially. Which Sharpshooter. Yeah, some. I mean, Pacioretty was supposed to be that guy. Unfortunately, he got hurt. Pacioretty moving on as well. So who wore 58 the last time in your Google searching? I think it's a good thing that I forgot about because I think most Hurricanes fans wouldn't forget about him too. Eric Holla in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's a good thing I couldn't uh, remember who wore number fifty-eight. Apparently, but Eric Holland, the last one to uh, represent the Hurricanes, wearing a fifty-eight on his sweater. Let's see uh, what Michael Button. Okay, the yeah. ceiling, the standard's pretty high now already for Michael Button coming in wearing number fifty-eight. Fifty-eight. Uh, Hollow, by the way, resigned with the uh, Devils in the offseason, so he's not moving anywhere. So he'll, great. So we get to see him again in the playoffs next year. Well, let's see if the Devils make that run. If the Devils can make that run, I want it just for the pettiness. Just for the pettiness. Uh, also joining this team over the weekend, uh, Dmitry Orloff from the Washington Capitals. That was a $7.75 million contract for each year for the next two years. That's how he's sticking around uh, this team. And uh, this, what we're seeing in the NHL right now in free agency, uh, the Carolina Hurricanes also signed one other player today. Uh, that is uh, Griffin Mendel. Uh, just a one-year, um, basically minimum, $790,000. So and he played with the Chicago AHL affiliate last year, which we do not have this season as of yet. Don't know if they're going to add one. Uh, uh, Don Waddell was pretty con- was a little bit concerned about that, to be honest, when you talk about uh, Pyotr Kachetkov and his development. Yeah. If you send him to a team that you're not affiliated with, he might not get the reps that you're looking for in terms of trying to get built up. So, Or he might try to get stolen. Perhaps that could happen, too. That's a real possibility as well. Now, Dmitry Orlov, he's been regarded as the best available free agent this summer, 31 years old, already won a Stanley Cup, signs for two years with an average annual value of 7.75. The move only solidifies, as I said earlier, Carolina might have one of the best blue lines in all the NHL now. 
And that's where they that's where I a lot of fans hate this, but that's where a lot of their scoring comes most of the time. Shooting it out from the blue line and getting a deflection. Or if you're Brent Burns or Jacob Slavin, you just have a rocket of a shot. You know, the K's defensemen produce a lot of goals. And I always feel like it's great to have a Stanley Cup veteran presence on a team. It's unfortunate that we didn't get that with uh, Pacioretty this past year. But Dmitry Orlov could be a guy that takes his team to the next level and gets them back to a Stanley Cup final. Is that too much of a Hills hot take this early? No, I don't think it's a Hills hot take, but I, I look at I look at Orloff and I go, okay, you got him for two years, so you're looking for your window, at least in terms of where a lot of the contracts stand, in terms of especially especially on the blue line, is two years. Everybody's locked down for two years. So are you saying that the window is two years for this current uh, makeup of this squad when it comes to defense? Offense, you've got a lot of different contracts. Obviously, the Ajo extension is really you know, uh, top of mind. I mean, even Tom Dundon, the owner, said he wanted to get that one done sooner than later or earlier than later. More than anything else, it was a priority for him. Same thing with Don Waddell at the draft, said the same kind of thing. That one's not done yet, though. The Ajo deal is not done. I mean, at least or it hasn't been announced and they're not saying anything. Could be an Independence Day kind of thing or whatever it is, but yeah, that one's not done either. So the the makeup of this team still remains to be seen of how things shake out. Again, Tony D'Angelo, if this agreement does hold, will be also another member of this roster. And now you're you're carrying extra defensemen, which you know will satisfy the needs of Rod Brindamore and how his defense operates and how this team operates. But offensively, okay. Now we need some goal scoring. We got to figure out where a lot of that's coming from. Andre Svechnikov coming off of an injury. What's his timeline like? You know, we don't know some of those things. You until, had him locked into a long-term deal, and he's locked down. You know, he's locked down for sure. Like along with Kokaniemi, you're considering those two guys the long-term members of your franchises. Kokaniemi's is a little bit different. He has no non-trade clause in his contract. His contract is incredibly friendly to to anybody who's looking for someone of his ilk more than anything else. And so when you look at that, when you look at his deal as a center, $4.8 million for the next several years is a very team-friendly deal, and it's a very tradable asset if you're looking to move up or move down. The thing is, do you give up on a guy who's only 22, who's on a team-friendly deal, who you know can perform? You bring up a good point. That's great that you're getting all these defensemen and Orloff and then D'Angelo expecting to come back. Obviously, you have Burns, Slavin still around. Chatfield's continuing to grow in his career. But, again, the problem seems like in these previous playoffs is that the scoring's coming more from the defensemen than it is the forwards. I just don't want that to be a trend again that we see this season. I love the I love the pickups. I, every Hurricanes fans, I'm sure, loves the pickups. But, again, just can't have all the production come from the defensemen and from the blue line. We can't have all the toys. We want all the toys. And a lot of teams want to have all the toys, and the, the Canes do have cap room. But after this season, some decisions are going to have to be made, if not before. And this team and fans, to get you prepared, and I had you all do deep breathing exercises a week ago when we were talking about Jordan Stahl, and I will take full credit for getting that Stahl deal done, by the way. I had you do deep, doing deep breathing exercises, imagining life without Jordan Stahl. I want you to do those same deep breathing exercises, not for a particular person, but for the idea that one of your favorites is most likely going to get moved. It's going to happen. It will happen. 
if this team wants to be in contention in the preseason or up until the regular season. The NHL allows you to sign as many guys as you want. You can sign guys that are making $8 million right now. You can guys sign guys that are making $10 million right now. It does not matter right now. But when the regular season rolls around 24 hours prior to the puck drop, you have to be under the salary cap. You can be way over the cap right now. But if you are not under that salary cap, you pay penalties. And that's not the penalties you want to play. So be prepared to see one of your favorites not on this roster. And we have saw three go, and I'm not saying they were going to be favorites, but Shane Gossespierre is now in Detroit. Calvin DeHaan is now in Tampa. And Max Pacioretty is now in Washington. Those are three guys that played for your Canes last season. Two of them, sort of rentals. DeHaan had been around for a hot second, too. He helped get the team back. He was a part of the roster that helped get the team back in the playoffs in 2019. But, but they're now gone. Expect more of those things to happen as well. Look, Paul, and I'll end it on this. Like the Rolling Stones hit song says, you can't always get what you want. But sometimes, but if you try sometimes, you get what you need. And maybe the Hurricanes need to try to get a goal scorer. All right. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.